I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. So school is generally a topic I discuss a lot on here. I don't think many episodes go by where I don't mention it, at least briefly, which makes sense as I spend seven hours a day in school alone, alone, disregarding, you know, extracurriculars, this podcast, homework, etc. So like most students, it's a really big aspect of my life. Not surprising. So as you can tell by the title, today's episode will be a little different than the other school-related ones I've created. Instead of focusing on the school system as a whole, I'll be delving into two subcategories, you could say, of the system. Public versus private. Typically, people tend to assimilate private school with money and, in turn, better quality education, which reaps greater success. Conversely, many people tend to associate public education with its low cost and, in turn, worse quality education, which reaps less success for its students. Although this is a valid outcome for select students, it's all a huge generalization which many have become blind to. In reality, there are so many different factors that play a role in each of these generalizations, ranging from admission to graduation. So continue listening for insight on public and private schools, what they both have to offer, both positively and negatively speaking, and perhaps one of the most popular concerns, which one is better? Essentially, public schools can be defined as learning institutions that are funded by local, state, and or federal governments, which offer general education opportunities to children in kindergarten through age 12. It's pretty self-explanatory, I'm pretty sure everyone knows, they're schools funded through both the government and local taxes working in tandem. On the contrary, private schools, also known as independent schools, can be defined as learning institutions which are privately owned and funded without the assistance of local, state, or federal governments. It's commonly known that students attending these schools are required to pay tuition, which is what serves as one of their primary sources of funding. And although there's only one main difference between these two learning institutions, their source of funding, that one thing gives way to tons of advantages and disadvantages. Given that money is a driving force of our society, I say that word so much, I hate it, and country as a whole, it makes perfect sense that it's a root of the differences we observe in private versus public schools. In America, there are almost 50.8 million students enrolled in public school. Significantly less, there are about 5.7 million students enrolled in private schools. I think this shows that there's generally a resentment towards private school. Not a resentment, I think that's the wrong word to use. Hold on. I think it shows that there's a clear issue pertaining to the attainability of private schooling, which can be attributed to, again, the money. This completely differs from the convenience of public schools for most. They're close in proximity to people that live in specific school zones, they're free, and Again, they're free, so it's a money saver, which is pretty, it's a good reason, a strong reason as to why those statistics are the way they are. So the greater cost of tuition for private school students directly translates to better programs. This is the biggest pro, in my opinion, really, because that money trickles down to so many different categories through hiring more qualified staff, having access to better materials, nicer equipment, etc. So to start off with some pros or benefits reaped by private schools, there is first class size. Generally speaking, these institutions typically have much smaller classes than their public counterparts, meaning that teachers are able to allocate more time to individual students and their needs. This of course proves to be useful because secondly, private schools offer a more challenging academic curriculum overall to their students. 
Mind you, I added the overall because this isn't to say that these classes aren't offered at public schools because that would be untrue as both institutions offer advanced learning programs, but generally speaking, the academic rigor definitely has a greater presence in private schools. Additionally, there is the access that these institutions have to better materials, including learning resources such as books, supplies, and technology which assists in these learning resources like computers, tablets, laptops, all sorts of devices. Of course, better learning materials lead to better quality of education. But aside from the commonly known benefits like funding and education quality and even the discipline observed in private schools, which many see as an advantage, obviously from a student's lens it's not an advantage, but to many parents and guardians it is. So aside from all these commonly known benefits, there are one of the most valuable ones, which are the connections. As these institutions usually produce many successful graduates because of said benefits, those who attend these schools have the opportunity to better establish a network, which can prove to be beneficial after school through these alumni networks, a unique aspect of these schools which many other public schools cannot offer. But as there are merely a weak 5.7 million students enrolled in private schools in the U.S. as opposed to the hefty 50.8 million enrolled in public, there has to be a series of cons or disadvantages which is deterring students from these institutions. So to begin with the first and most obvious, the cost. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, the average cost of one year of private elementary school is $7,770. One year of private high school is $13,030. Now clearly that's a ton of money, a ton of money which the vast majority of people either can't afford to pay or don't want to. And given that public schools are free, it makes sense why there are so many more students enrolled there versus in private schools. It's convenient, and it's inexpensive, a very enticing offer. To continue, many private schools offer a limited curriculum, honoring their traditional nature. So while they generally have more academically rigorous classes, they cover a limited range of subjects. And that's a con that should really be taken a grain of salt though, in my opinion. So maybe it's not even really a con, it depends on how you see it. It depends on whether you value a diverse subject range over academic rigor and vice versa. Speaking of diversity, the next con is the infamous lack of diversity. I sound like I'm happy about that, I'm not. To cite a study from the Civil Rights Project at UCLA, white students are overrepresented in private schools, making up 69% of private school enrollment. And as I said in the second episode of my series on school system flaws, which you should definitely listen to if you haven't, these programs pride themselves in top quality resources, but lack representation, which is a huge aspect of academic success for many minority or marginalized students. So that makes that con just a, it's just a huge disadvantage in itself. To shift over, let's discuss some of the advantages and disadvantages of public schools. To start with advantages, we first have the cost. The most obvious one, this directly mirrors that of private schools because, as previously mentioned, public schools are funded by the government and through local taxes, meaning they're a lot more affordable, if not completely free. So this is perhaps the biggest deal breaker for people who are stuck between private and public schooling options. I don't think anyone wants to pay tens of thousands of dollars for education when there are free alternatives conveniently placed in close proximity to them with little or no additional costs involved. Next up is the greater range in curriculum. Again, this trickles down to the value of variety over academic rigor. 
Personally, I still think this can be considered a pro regardless. So, up next is the larger presence of after school activities and extracurriculars. Because of the well establishment or the better establishment of these public schools in their communities, there are a lot more opportunities to make your own clubs and just found your own extracurriculars. And involvement in these after school clubs are generally higher because, as academic rigor is something we observe a lot more in private schools, that directly translates to less time for extracurriculars, more stress on getting good grades. And so I think the emphasis for after-school activities, hobbies, isn't as emphasized in private schools. Again, yes, it's a generalization, which I know is a bad thing, but based on my experiences and my observations with it, there's typically a greater emphasis and sense of importance placed on getting good grades and maintaining high scores to help boost the image of these private schools as opposed to the way that it's viewed in public schools. So extracurriculars and having these hobbies outside of school are such valuable characteristics of public school, which I think makes it a huge advantage for them. Next up is the diversity and community, which we observe in public schools. I think both of these things promote important values in students and positively benefit the work environment, and more importantly, the student experience. Huge. This is a huge difference observed here between private and public schools. Uh, many private school students can be feeling marginalized and just because of the lack of diversity and representation in their schools. And this definitely ties into the fact that they're not community-based. I mean, obviously, private schools are located in a community, as everything is, but public schools, on the contrary, are community-based in the sense that they were built around that sense of like fam it sounds so that sounds so cliche but like family and belonging meaning that these little towns rather whether like magnet schools so they're in like you know more underrepresented areas or if they're even in super large like bustling cities they're community based meaning that these values relating to diversity and community belonging are emphasize and that's something that you don't see in private schools which is yet another advantage that public schools offer which private schools can't. So of course with every single pro comes a con. I hate to say it but the lower cost that we all see as a huge pro that nobody even bats an eye at like yep I'm gonna put my kid in public school. It's probably one of the hugest cons of the public school system and Although, yes, it's convenient, it's enticing, which is good, because a lot of people cannot afford tens and thousands of dollars per year um, on education, which is completely fine, it's understandable, most of us can't, but with this lower cost means that these lower income neighborhoods are put at a disadvantage. Um, with a lower cost and, communi and community-funded schools means that there's a reliance on property tax. And in, again, these lower income schools, their houses are not worth as much as they would be in areas near a private school or more well-established wealthy school, meaning that this lower income, this lower property tax translates directly to less money being allocated to these schools and their specialized programs and just the schools in general, which is even more important. I discussed this issue a lot more in depth on in the second, the first episode my bad, of my school system flaws series, so you should definitely listen to that if you want more insight on this issue, but it's definitely a huge con, the fact that so little money is able to be allocated to schools depending on where the location is, when really the same amount of money should be allocated to all public schools coming from the same system from one government. Next up is the larger class size. This can be caused by overcrowding in schools as a whole, which is because 
public schools can't turn away or reject students that are zoned to them. Meaning in private schools, you can be rejected if you don't meet a certain grade point average, or you can be rejected if you don't meet the school's general qualifications, or just for any reason, because it's a private school not affiliated with the government at all. On the contrary, in these public schools, you can't just turn away a student who's zoned for your public general program. Meaning that there's generally a lot of over... Did I say generally twice? Moving on, there's typically a lot of overcrowding in these programs. I've seen this at my own school. It's a magnet school, so this just makes it even worse because, I mean, obviously with corona, I haven't been at school since March, but this was a huge problem because it was a magnet school, meaning that we ha- we housed a lot of students, whether they were zoned for the school or not. So there was just it was just a melting pot of students from the counties, I mean, students from that zoning area and then others who weren't even zoned for the school so yeah overcrowding is a huge issue in public schools which is observed a lot not just in my county not just in my state but all throughout the country and this also leads to less teachers who are even able to control the class again larger class size so less time is able to be allocated from the teacher to students and their individual needs And in some cases, there's even less teachers and maybe even less qualified educators as a whole that we see in the public school system. So altogether, there's a lot of cons for the public school system that completely are, and they all tie into the funding, which is such a huge aspect of school, not just public, not just private, but just school in general throughout the country. So to address probably one of the most commonly asked questions pertaining to this entire topic, which is better, public or private schools? And there's really no definitive answer. It depends on each individual and their needs. I know I come to this conclusion a lot, but it's especially relevant here for a multitude of reasons. One, everyone's goals as students, as learners, are different. So for example, those who don't aim to go to an Ivy League most likely wouldn't mind being at a public school as long as they're able to find fulfillment and other aspects of their education and make it to really any college or university, if that's the path they want to go down. On the contrary, students who seek the utmost academic rigor and competitive nature would probably thrive at private institutions. Not to mention my actual observations of it. It's important to note here that I went to private school until I was in third, second grade, and all of my sisters and I did, so my older sisters went until they were in middle school and their freshman year of high school, respectively. So, I've seen a lot of family, friends, and peers enter private schools with some of them attending them K through 12 and end up at the same university or college as their peers who opted for the public route of school. In fact, I've observed my oldest sister who quit private schooling her freshman year of high school become widely more successful than some of her private school counterparts as a current law student finishing up her grad school education at the very notable Howard University with tons of acceptances at Georgetown Law, etc., And I'm not just saying this to boast, I'm saying it can go both ways. I think the important thing to note here is the fact that these observations I made, these patterns exist at all. Meaning going to a private school doesn't guarantee ultimate success. The same way going to a public school doesn't guarantee failure. It all pertains to how you take advantage of your situation because motivation and personal goals are a unique trait that no amount of money or tuition can instill in a person. It's subjective and it all depends on who's willing to work towards their goals. With that being said, do not let the school that you're at right now define what you're going to do with your future. 
That goes for both public school students and private school students. You can be in a private school and do literally nothing and get nowhere, and you could be in a public school and do absolutely everything and get somewhere successful. It's not because you're at a private school and it's not because you're at a public school. It's because of the work that you put in. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you gained more insight on this topic. I'm not going to say issue, but this topic and we're able to like garner a stance on it because a lot of people are unaware of the advantages and disadvantages which go into both public education and private education. So make sure to tune in next week for a new episode of A Little Perspective. I'll see you on Thursday.